Hi, this is Tony, Cover Magazine. I'm speaking to John Latigan, Fed Health Fund Manager. John, thank you very much for talking to me this morning. Thanks, Tony. It's an honor to have this conversation with you. Yes. Um, John, I was very excited when I um, received the information um, and um, I felt a bit bad that I haven't picked it up before. So it was great for me to also see um, your the, the um, launch discussion um, around what we used to call the savings accounts, etc., and how you've now turned it on its head um, to actually be a proper facility for healthcare funding. But before we get to that, um, maybe just to start off with um, the general discussion around your overall experience of 2020, um, what it was like for you guys, and um, how you feel about um, the upcoming year, anything more positive in the outlook? Yeah, Tony, um, it's been a strange year. <laughs> we live in interesting times. So um, we we started with the year um, before, before the COVID lockdown um, pretty... Uh, we weren't um, expecting it to be a great year. And then we got the COVID lockdown. And um, we saw a significant drop in our elective procedures. We, we are down between 40 and 45% on what we expected our, our, um, our experience to have been. Um, we were sitting with bated breath to see what the impact of COVID was going to be on the scheme. And touchwood up to now, it's been fairly negligible. We had uh, less than 200 uh, deaths that we attribute directly to COVID. Um, but there's been, we, we haven't really seen a huge cost impact um, of the pandemic on the scheme. Obviously, the investments were took a dip, so we're under in terms of our, our investment returns. Um, but the big question is, of course, what's going to happen now? We've already seen a return to normal levels for certain elective procedures uh, like cataracts and prosthesis. Um, but the big question is, of course, the second wave, although from what we're seeing in the market, it seems that uh, the, the, the second wave is better handled from a medical perspective than, than the first wave. So, so we, don't, we don't really foresee um, a huge impact. Um, even if we were to have a second wave, that would, of course, impact on, on elective procedures. But uh, we believe as a scheme that these elective procedures will come back so the costs will come back. They just it won't just disappear. I mean, if you had a need for a knee or hip replacement, you could postpone it. But um, that claim is going to come through. So on the whole, we, we believe that the claims that we didn't see, um, the majority of them will, will come through the system at, at some stage. And, and we are already seeing the evidence of that. Um, do you want the... the main point for my discussion and wanting to chat to you is your innovative option on your plans regarding what we used to call or 
what mostly is still called a medical aid savings account, which actually isn't a savings account, but just a loan in a different name. Um, and um, now looking at assisting clients in a different way to manage their uh, both their ma- monthly um, cost to medical um, aid, but also their access their access to funds should they have an emergency. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, Tony. In 2018, I mean, we've been looking for ways of of um, shaking up the the industry, coming up with innovative ideas. Uh, there hasn't really been any innovation in the industry for a long, long time. Um, we then looked at the the so-called savings accounts, and and initially it, it seemed when when you explain it to someone. Uh, the the wallet and the vault concept that we've introduced, um, people find it quite difficult because they try and compare it to to savings, and because they, the savings has a certain connotation to it, people think it's a good thing. We are actually saving money, um, and we've been battling to get this across to to brokers and employers um, and members until we we latched onto the idea that we actually need to. First, explain to them what they currently have. And then all of a sudden, the Fed Health product or the, the new product makes a lot of sense uh, on all levels. Because your, your savings or the so-called savings that, that members have gotten used to in probably the last 20, 25 years is actually a misnomer. It, it is not savings at all. It is a compulsory loan that you buy an insurance product, you belong to a medical aid, buy insurance, which insures you for for health. And packaged with this is a compulsory loan that you have to take that you are lending money from the medical scheme to pay for your day-to-day benefits. You have no choice in it. You Each option is registered with a certain level of loan called savings, which you have to repay over a 12-month period. And you know, you, you, we all know people that say, oh, I've got a medical aid and my medical aid ran out by March. And if you really go and have a look at it, what actually happened there is that the member took a loan savings, which they've now used up and they still have to repay it for the next 12 months. So what, what FedHolf has done has just turned that concept on its head and said, we'll still provide you with a loan. I mean, it's exactly the same as what, people now know as savings, except it's your choice. It's your choice whether you want to take it, it's your choice how much you want to take, and it's your choice how you use it, as long as it's for a relevant health service. Now, it it, it comes with, other than the fact that it's just choice, it has a lot of other advantages which people don't know. Like, in in your conventional, in effect, compulsory loan savings environment, you are repaying a loan, which your broker takes commission on your repayment, which just doesn't seem right. The the amount that you spend from your savings account, which members, especially the older members that, that can deduct medical expenses from their tax, don't realize that the savings, this loan that they've taken, the expense there is not tax deductible. In our the Fed Health environment, the loan that you take, 
every cent that you spent, you can add to your uh, medical aid tax claim at the end of the year. So it's if you understand that what you currently have, what the what the industry currently perceives as a savings account is just a compulsory loan, then what FedHolf is offering you is exactly the same that you had before, except you don't have to take the loan if you don't want to. Plus, you can take it when you want. So you might not have a need for it um, now, but you step on your glasses, and we all know what glasses cost these days. Um, FedHealth, you can approach FedHealth and you say you want the you want the five thousand, six thousand. I think glasses can cost you ten thousand rand, and we provide you with the loan, which was the savings, which would have been your savings account in the in the old setup. So, so it's actually a very simple concept when you when you look at it from the perspective of what I currently have and what FedHealth is offering. So, so don't try and look at it the other way because people try and understand the vault and the wallet and and we had to use those terms to differentiate it from the current savings environment yeah no it, it absolutely makes makes sense um i just have a question with regards to um the amount that you are able to take um over a tw- any particular 12 month period because it seems like it's now running 12 months. So whenever you take the loan, it runs for 12 months. Is there a limit as to what you could have taken over any specific period? How do you determine? So we have registered an, a maximum amount per option, but it, it is very generous. So previously in our first year that we ran the product, we we limited it to what the savings would have been before. So, and we just wanted to see what the experience is and what the members' usage of it was. And what we found is that most members actually use a lot less than what they used before in savings. Because it, the experience, I mean, I've experienced it personally where my wife goes to the pharmacy and as long as the scheme pays for it, when you get your script, nothing is questioned. So I personally don't use the, the loan. I just fund it from my pocket. But what now happens is when you reach the pharmacist and the pharmacist says, mm, you don't have money available, do you want the generic as an example? It becomes a different conversation. You, you now all of a sudden realize that you are paying for this. You are whether you pay it through the compulsory loan or from your pocket or from your credit card, it's it's the same thing. But but it forces members, it, it actually achieves what savings accounts originally intended. That the member takes control of their day-to-day medical spend. And and Dion, this obviously relies on the fact that members um, understand how this works and um, how they should be managing it to get the most out of it. How do you go about that process? So we do uh, intensive member education. We, we find that the older members tend to, to resist it a bit. Um, we also find some brokers have um, 
resisted it. And we've even had some brokers saying, well, you know, we don't like it very much because we don't earn commission on the savings portion, um, <laughs> which, which is a little bit of a strange uh, concept. So we do, we've got a, a, um, a website that has member videos, instructions. There's a, a bot that educates members. But, but we still, for the, for the younger member, we find they grasp the concept. Um, it's, it's intuitive. They understand it. The older member, oh, I want my savings. But if you, if you take the loan on the 1st of January, then you're actually in exactly the same position that you would have been on a conventional uh, so-called savings option. So, so for the older member, we promote um, them actually doing that because they, they don't like the change. And there's a lot of members that don't want the choice. They, the, the medical aid is a grudge purchase, and now you're forcing me to, to make choices. I need to, I know I have to pay all of this every month, and now I, you're asking me to, to actually go and think about it. And, and that's really what we actually want to do because of the amounts being spent. Like I said, on a, on a top option, you can spend 200000 a year premium. This is, this is a, a big expense in your life. And, and we should get more member activism. We should get mem members to, to ask, why am, I, why am I having to pay for this? Do I, why haven't you told me that I'm actually lending this money to pay for my own day-to-day -day expenses? You're not giving me a choice. You're not really offering me a choice in this. So, so I think what I would like is that members start taking a, a greater interest in this big expense that they have, and they can. With, with options like we have on, on FedHealth, with the EDOs, and you can actually save huge amounts of money with exactly the same cover that you had before. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I think... Um... Uh, personally, congratulations on on driving this. Um, I'm sure that once it uh, sort of starts permeating in the market, everybody will logically move towards a similar type of of way of doing it. Maybe different names, etc., but um, definitely the same sort of um, process. So, Dion, thank you very much um, for this chat. It was very interesting. And um, hope you enjoy your day. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks a lot, Dion. Go well.